Hey guys, this is Kaylin, and thanks for listening to First Reaction Fan Reaction. Before we start the episode, I just want to let you guys know that during our last recording session, uh, we did have some issues that we didn't know about till after we finished recording, so you may notice that the quality is not the same as it usually is. We want to apologize for that, but we really appreciate you for taking the time to listen to us, and we hope you enjoy. Thanks! <laughs> sure <laughs> not like that's the spirit i mean it's not like the universe is dead or anything uh yay i'm so happy everyone anyway all right. i mean everything's gonna be fine by the end don't worry about it it's i feel like it's been so long since i've done this i don't even know who am i what do we do well you're kaylin okay mm-hmm. we, got, we got we got that part. you're the uh the one with uh how do we do this in college you're the blonde one with short hair and i'm the brunette one with long hair yeah that's that's the only way you can tell us apart in case anybody watches the videos that doesn't know which one's which oh yeah when we're talking but like i feel like our voices are distinct enough to uh to like you know figure out who's who you're the core to my asami (laughs) yes exactly i don't know which one's who is more like what i just always say i'm asami asami because i have asami hair that's you know i'll give that to you although i don't like I always want like want her hair. I would. I would. I wonder how she does her hair when like she's like sleepy because it'll not say that good. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, she's oh god, what a lady. Anyway, all right. So welcome back to another episode of First Reaction Fan Reaction. I am your host Kaylin Kilder, and with me is my co-host. I'm Dara Whitman. Hello. All right, and we are back. It's been a while since we recorded, but you know it's only gonna be like a week until you hear this if you if you're listening pretty religiously to our stuff so. also Kaylin, i think we need to say a big thank you to everybody yes we do uh, so if you've been listening to us for a while we said we're really close to 100 so and we were like hoping you guys would subscribe to us we can get 100 and now we've been over 200 right. and that was like a, what like a month ago a month and a half ago yeah like, so like we were really racking up on the subscribers so thank you so much guys I we got really a video it. that hit 5,000 views yeah it's got a ton of dislikes you know what that's okay everyone has their own opinion and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what you guys had to say about that in the comment corner which is probably going to be uh, really long for these next couple episodes because we racked up a lot of comments but we want to try to get to as many as we can um so thank you for for bearing with us but you guys like us or are really annoyed by us and want to troll us yeah and, and we love that you know we, we if, if you well i mean we don't like just trolling like we prefer constructive criticism yeah which you guys get a good amount of so thank you yeah we appreciate that thank you so much we um, have an episode to talk about though i know we have two episodes to talk about today we do uh so we are still on the legend of cora uh we are on book four and today we're going to talk about episode uh five four four five. Oh yeah five enemy at the gates episode six the battle of south food by the way was that really like a battle oh there's people fighting yeah but it wasn't like a, a lot of it fighting. wasn't like a return to the king battle no no I, uh, everybody fights their own battles no matter how big or how small okay um so let's get started with enemy at the gates um so I have to remember what's happening in this episode. Okay, so um, so when we, we last heard that from the people in um, who were somewhere in the middle of the Earth Kingdom who had captured Iki, uh, they were saying that Kavira was gathering all of her troops and she was sending them to Zaofu. Um, and so... And it's like been a while since like we were like talked about this, so I forgot. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is weird, because I'm the one who edited the last reaction, so I'm just like, why did I remember that? <laughs> you know, that editing thing, like, it's been a, it's been a weird couple weeks for me. Yeah. I was just kind of in a blur. That's all right. It's, you know, it's the holiday season. Everybody's in a blur. Everyone's in a blur. I'll be in a blur until Christmas when I can buy stuff for me. Oh, uh, true. Be that post- Christmas treat yourself after you spend all your money on other people. Anyway, we're really getting off track here. We're probably talking for like 10 minutes and asking. We haven't even talked about the episode yet. Um, so, so when we last left off, Kavira uh, was taking her troops um, to Zaofu. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we get a shot of this, this mass army kind of moving their way. They have their airships, they have the ground troops, they have all these people. Uh, got their mega tanks. They got their mega tanks. Lots of mega tanks. So Zafu people, um, they see that and they uh, alert the, the the people and say like, "Yo, we, we got a problem." They're looking at iTunes. <laughs> Is there any reviews on iTunes? We don't. No, but our some of the episodes are popular. iTunes. Yeah, if you're downloading those episodes, thank you so much because iTunes doesn't let you see um any of those numbers so we have no idea how many people are actually downloading i just feel like the popularity bar yeah and have no idea what that means no nope. arbitrary <laughs> back to the plot um so we have the the head of the metal clan which is the Beifong family trying to figure out what the heck they're going to do about all these troops uh Pachar senior proposes oh maybe call president Ranko. seeing as like uh you know if this if that wouldn't work in time uh, back on the train, Kuvira's mm-hmm. train, Kuvira and Vitar Jr., uh, Nerdson are discussing how they're, you know, excited to finally uh, reunite all the Earth Empire, uh, but they have to figure out how to get Suyin on their side, which, you know, is totally going to work, so they, they think about um, requesting Bolin. It's work. Yeah. Yeah, but, okay. <laughs> yeah, please talk about this. Listen, you, listen, Kuvira. All right. Yeah, Do not break sweet... Semi-innocent bullet into this. <laughs> like, you're just using him as a pawn. You know that he's a, kind of an idiot. <laughs> and just wants peace and happiness. Why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. Kavira Kibir knows that um, Sue trusts Bolin, and so that's why she wants to, to and Bolin is still kind of on board with the cause with Kavir. Because he doesn't know any better. He's very naive. He has he's a very, very naive view of it. He's like, oh, we're uniting people like this is really good, but he doesn't understand like what's actually He doesn't understand like the, 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 the servitude? The, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about like what's going on. Okay. Kind of what happens when they actually kind of take over mm-hmm. um, these states. Back on Pepper, the, the Sky Bison, uh, we have Jinora, Iki, Milo, and Korra, who are returning from the swamp. Uh, and Korra says that she wants to go towards Kubira. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's got to get back into this. She's got to tell the world the Avatar is here. Uh, and uh, Jinora is like, ah, we, no, we, we were told to go get you and come back. And Korra's like, no, nah, we ain't going to do that. We go to Zalfo. Which, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact of the matter is, like, uh, Janora can just, like, you know, go into the spirit world thing and, like, tell her dad, hey, we found her, we're just going to go do this thing real quick. Yeah. Yeah, and so so Cora is, like, uh, you know, like, hey, we can just, like, talk to her. And he was like, let's fight. And she's like, no, 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 no. Let's talk. She's kind of gone from, like, one end of, like, all fighting yes. to the complete other end. Yeah. Of, like, just, like, let's, like, talk and negotiate kind of thing. Let's be friends with everyone. Yeah, and, like, maybe she should come somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, like, learn how to balance. Balance? balance. Um, so we were back on Kavir's train, and we go back to Berk and Julie. 
I feel like these two episodes are very uh, very truly heavy. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Which is good because I love them. I do too. I just I love those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they are recording their spirit find experiment. Mm-hmm. So what they what they are trying to do is harness. Um, these spirit vines, which happen to be made of like all energy, and they want to be able to make some form of, of battery or clean energy mm-hmm. with them. Um, is that what they want? That's, that doesn't feel like that's what Kuvira wants. It's it's not what Kuvira wants, but but Derek is like, hey, let's do this thing. But uh, I feel like uh, Kuvira has some uh, ulterior motives to utilizing this. Is this an allegory for something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, it could be. That's a good point. We, we really could talk about this. This is um, an allegory for, like, the Empire. Hmm. 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 That's a very good question. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I could be talking about a lot of different things, which, what do you, specifically, what do you refer to? Well, it was going to go, like, real life, but that's yeah. kind of depressing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's what, I thought you were going in, like, the, the a World War II, like, atomic I wasn't even talking about that, but okay. Oh, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking real <laughs> world, but I'm like, that's kind of depressing. Let's just talk about Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially okay. later on. Yeah. Get super oh, yeah, we do get very Star Wars-like. Although, granted, like, there isn't, like, a higher up unless we get back to my other theory, which is just, this is all the red load <laughs> Um. So, so this experiment starts going okay. We see the, the spirit vine kind of lights up. Oh, my gosh, I'm getting this... Sorry, I'm getting this really weird feedback. Yeah, me too. I just, I just, it's like it's a Z. Yeah, I thought it was me. Like, I, I thought it was me. No, it's it's me. It's either um like a cell phone thing or it's a ghost. So yeah, but we've had our cell phones near us before when we recorded. So it's a ghost, like a real ghost. Like a real ghost. Yeah. Is your house haunted? Uh, sometimes some weird stuff happens. You know, what's weird. I was yeah. driving over here, and I think there's like a road or something that was Amityville. Oh, yeah, the, the Amityville is, like, the name of, like, the... the yeah, but it's not the Amityville house. It's not, like, the Amityville But I'm just saying. It could be. If you think it's a ghost. I, sometimes some weird stuff happens. Okay, so I was watching this video with my friend. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep this in here or not. Okay. That's how long this episode goes. <laughs> so I was watching this video with my, my, my one friend. Shout out to my friend, Adriana, who probably won't listen to this. Anyway, I love you. Um, so, and... Like, apparently they, these guys were, I don't know the guys, they're, like, super popular YouTubers, and I have no idea what their names are, um, but they went up to, like, this really, like, haunted forest, and, like, they were getting this audio feedback, and they, um, and they were, like, the guy was, like, oh, yeah, I talked to, like, all my audio friends, and, like, this is really weird feedback that doesn't usually happen, but sometimes happens, you know, so, you know, it must be, like, a ghost thing, and so, like, literally the day after I did this, we were recording, and I heard that same exact noise on that tape, and I'm, like, oh, come on, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> See, this is why I'm one of the smart white girls. Anywhere <laughs> haunted. Because why would I do that? I don't like. I don't like. Yeah. I like horror movies and I like horror video games. I don't like to go to real places yeah. though. Yeah. So um. Anyway, so that feedback here is either uh, a ghost or our cell phones reacting weird to something. Um. So anyway, or if you if you are an audio expert. And actually, know what that sound is. Uh, let us know. So I'm not sure if I'm gonna keep the segment in there, though. But now I'm really curious. So anyway, <laughs> spirit vines. Um, so as they're doing this experiment, we see this vine light up uh, purple. It's like made of this pure energy, and mm-hmm. it's working. Uh, but then it's too much energy. A lot. And like blows up. It like blows up the back of the train. It sends them flying. Uh, it sends Julie flying. Mary mm-hmm. has to catch her and pull her up. Uh, and 
Uh, but Beric is so weakling, and it's really hard for him to do that. That's true. Uh, Beric. Oh, Beric. Um, I remembered who voiced there because I forgot for a while, and like I looked it up, and then yeah. I, and then um, because I know who he is. Yeah. Like John Michael Higgins, I think. Yes. Yeah, and like I've seen him and stuff. He's I like him. Yeah, he's good. He does a really good job. Is, he's the guy that has a Pitch Perfect movie too, right? I think he's like the judge of Elizabeth Banks. Is he? Is that him? I think so. I know him from. Oh, uh, look this up. I know him from. Uh, he's like in like small parts of movies, and then he was in this like show with Brand Drescher that lasted a couple seasons, okay. like about her life because uh, she divorced one of her husbands when, uh, and then he tried to be gay. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And the sitcom and hilarity. Yeah. So I think yeah, but I think he's like the one of the judge guys in the Pitch movies. I was thinking of a different guy. No, he is. Yay! Remember the first one and that was really good? Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, that's a really that's a really fun. I didn't realize that was the same guy. Shows how much I know. Remember well, the first one was really good and the second one just existed. I don't you see I don't like Pitch I don't like either of them. Really? Yeah. The first one's fine. <sighs> it's alright, I guess. I think it's like I saw it, uh wait enough to keep the good one. No, but I saw it, like, the weekend it came out, yeah. so, like, I was one of those people, like, who just assumed it was going to suck, mm-hmm. and then I saw it, and I'm like, this is actually pretty good. It's, it is, like, entirely okay, but I didn't really like it. I like the music. It's all right. All right. Um, so, anyway, so after this whole explosion thing happens, um, Varric says, like, okay, we're putting the kibosh on this thing, like... We're not going to continue. This is obviously a very dangerous experiment. We're going to shut this whole thing down. Mm-hmm. Like, if this gets into the wrong hands, this is going to be very, very bad. Spoiler alert, it's already in the wrong hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Kavir comes in. She's like, uh, no, you're not going to end this. Uh, like, excuse me. We are going to continue with this experiment. Um, and so she she uses his, his uniform, the metal on his uniform, to metal bend. Uh, Kind of force choke? Basically force chokes him, yeah. She she goes all Vader. She mm-hmm. goes total Vader on him. She's like, okay, okay, I'll do it. Uh, but you can tell Varric is developing as a character, because usually he's like, I'm just doing it all for the money, but now he's like thinking about like other people, and he has this thing. He's got a little Jiminy Cricket. Conscience, yes. Jiminy Cricket. never realized what actually happened to Jiminy Cricket in like, the original story. No. I think Pinocchio like, murders him. No. That story's messed up. <laughs> The OG Pinocchio? Oh, yeah, no, not, I'm not messing with that. No, thank you. You don't mess with, like, any OG fairy tales. Oh, uh, no. Not meant. I've seen, like, people, like, animate them, and, like, actually, like, and I would remember seeing them, but I thought they were, like, the real thing. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, I somehow got, like, a video of, like, The Little Mermaid, and it was, like, the real one. Yeah. That's messed up. Oh, <laughs> uh, the real, yeah, the OG Mer- Little Mermaid is, is really sad. You know what? I feel like the other one's not super messed up. It's Snow White. Like, there's more to it, but, like, by the end. Yeah. I think the is also messed up. They're all really messed up. You know what happens to the Yeti? Uh, oh, she gets, like, raped and gives birth that, like, while she's still asleep, right? Yeah. Not the one? Yeah. yeah. She has, like, twins. But she's, like, still asleep, though. She's, I thought she's had one, maybe. Oh. Uh, maybe. No, Rapunzel has twins. Rapunzel has twins. But that's consensual. Yeah. Legend of Korra! Legend of Korra! So, oh, also there's that moment, I'm going to bring this up, where, uh, Barrett pulls Julie back off the thing and they have, like, this very, like, a shippy moment. Uh, well, I've always assumed that they were fucking. Yeah. Thank you. Because I, yeah, when I first watched the series, like, in the second season, you're like, oh, you know they're doing it, though. Like, they're, they're doing it. They're totally doing it. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's, like, romantic doing it. It's just, but like, they're doing it. They're just, like, doing it. They're just, like, two people and they're there. What else are they going to do? Yeah. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. So. It doesn't have to be romantic. They're just going to, you know, just, like, you know, some, like, rough, hard. <laughs> doing it. <laughs> So, um, we're explicit. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, true. We are explicit. 
So maybe it'll talk more in the maybe, next show, so which maybe, is very adult. But maybe it's going just from physical. Maybe something more. Maybe that's what's happening. Oh, Robert one bad. I really? <laughs> I kind of just like it. I just like two people work together and they're, they're doing it. They're just doing it. All right. <laughs> Where are we here? Some of the, the force choke after yeah, that. Yeah, choke. So, uh, Barrick in the end agrees to keep going along with this experiment thing. Mm-hmm. Even though he knows that it's not a good idea. No. So then we go back to our subplot here, which I know you found interesting. Um, as kind of weird that it be brought up back up at this time. So we're back in Public City, mm-hmm. and we see uh, Love My Life, Sami Sato, and she is visiting her uh, her father in prison. And yeah. we see her sit down, and then we see he, him come in, and it's one of those moments where like, oh, this guy, because he looks very different. He yeah. does, because I don't remember who he looks like. Do you want me to bring up a picture for you? Uh, you don't need to. Uh, I might. It's just, it's been a while. That was like season one. Yeah, he, well, he's, he's, his hair is all white now. It was yeah. Kind of salt and peppery. Um, and now, and he also, um, oh, he had a mustache. Yeah, and he, he's lost a lot of weight in prison. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely, those, these three years have really aged him. Well, it's been more than three years. Uh, yeah, probably closer to, to four years. Sorry, I was thinking something. <laughs> that's our, that's our YouTube page. Um, I'm checking. Okay, so like we did like season, we finished season one like five months ago. Oh man. So it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, so no, but technically it's been more than three years. It's been like. Kind of like three and a half at this point because it was six months before oh, yeah. season one and season two. And then two weeks. Yeah. Between. So it's a little over. Three and a half. Yeah, three and a half years. Um, but you figure he's rich. He can go to like, like rich prison. Yeah, but like, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't still have that money because all that money now is just. Under Sami's rule, and she was probably just like, "Oh no, you going to prison, Dad? <laughs> no free rides for you, Padre." And okay, but they they sit down, they they have kind of this this um, talk, and uh, Asami has this um, stack of letters that she um, received from him, but she hasn't opened a single one, Mm-mm. and so she just gives them back to him, um, and she tells him to stop trying to to contact her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hiroshi is like, hey, uh, you know, he wants her to listen to him, but, but she doesn't even look him in the eye. Um, and he, you know, he, he says that he regrets everything that he did and they tore the family, um, he took family apart and, uh. I don't think he regrets that he hurts the sound, I don't really think he regrets anything else. No, the only thing really is that he, he, you can tell that he really still cares about his daughter and everything. Well, yeah, 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 of course. That's, yeah. So, um, and he's, he tells her he is proud of her and that she is the greatest thing he ever created. Which is true. Aw, it's true. <laughs> I do have a kind of a problem with the subplot. Uh, yeah, like, let's talk about it. It's not bad. It's actually, like, quite good. And, like, the voice acting is really good. Yeah. And, like, the animation's really good. Yeah. And, like, all that. Yeah. It just doesn't fit it's, at all. Yes. Well, it's it's... I'll say that it's interesting to bring it back at this particular time and place because it feels like nothing was really leading to it. I feel like they just wanted something to do with Asami. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that for, for all the characters, I mean, we, we have to see that that over the past three years they have been doing things and it hasn't all been good because, you know, when Cora's reading those letters, she hears that, oh, uh, Maku's doing detective stuff, Bolin is helping out um, the Earth Kingdom and Asami's building these things. But, you know, it hasn't all been great for them either so we have to kind of explore that too so for for asami it was um kind of that her dad was like yeah she she has been really putting putting off um getting back into contact with her father which is we can see is kind of what effect that has um had over the past three years 
Yeah, no, yeah, like I said, like it's a good subplot. It just yeah. kind of doesn't. It, like, and I'm not saying it didn't feel forced. It just like didn't fit. Like it didn't even like. It's not even it like kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's not even like it like because uh, like sometimes the subplots they kind of like are parallel to the main plot of the episode. And this one isn't. That's a really good point. Yeah. It, yeah. It it's like it's like in. it's like like I said, it's like a lower tier kind of nitpick just because it was a really, really well done. Right. And like again, more Asami. <laughs> True. We all love that. You love her the most. I do. <laughs> um, you would you would marry her if she was real. You are so right about that. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah. It, that I think that's a really good point where where you don't really have any of those parallels to it. But um, go, going back to so that's kind of where that scene ends, and um, we are back on Kabir's train and. Um, we have a scene with Kavira, um, Nerd Son, and Bolin. Mm-hmm. And Kavira says that they want Bolin to be part of their inner circle. And part of me is like, are you guys going to wear cloaks and like stand in a weird pentagram formation? That's what inner circle sounds like to me. It sounds very cultish. Anyway, um, Bolin is, is pretty ex- excited about that. Uh, but he doesn't know what that means. Uh, Kavira says, basically, this is Kavira's way of getting him to talk to Sue and try to convince her that the Earth uh, Empire is a good thing and not a bad thing at all, and not like <laughs> yeah, because basically like Kamir's like, well, she ain't gonna listen to me. She might listen to you know Bolin, who is like you know, are are both are Rumble still a thing? Kind of Rumble is still a thing. I feel like they're gonna point. be back on the men after the end after these two episodes. Right, they're gonna be back on the men because you know Bolin. I don't know if he realized he was wrong or just like he's been manipulative. Not manipulative. Manipulated. Manipulated. Yes. Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I think Bolin is very naive and he sees... Um, also, Opal's not... She's kind of getting just kind of like like in the face of everybody. Being yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Opal's ready to like throw down at like every second of these episodes. Look, I told... Like I said in the previous episode, I just need like a nice like date night. A giant fight, like not a physical fight, it's like a ver- verbal, verbal fight. fight. Yeah, mean stuff will be said. One of them will run off, and then like the other person run off for them, and then they'll just like you know rekindle, and everything will be fine. Yay! Makeup sex. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, where am I going here? Oh, you know they probably already done it. Uh-huh. God, there's uh-huh. no Mako in this episode. There really is no Mako in these episodes. Neither of them. It's great. It's 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 it's. Fun. I feel bad for Mako. He's gotten better. I. He has. When he's not dating anybody, he's fine. When he's, exactly. When he's single, he's a good dude. But he just needs to stay single forever. <laughs> anyway. Um, and be a detective the whole time. I, we're getting so off track in this episode. <laughs> oh my god. It's oh been a while. God. It's been so long, guys. Uh, we're happy to be back. Anyway. Uh, so so Bolin goes to, to meet with Sue um, and, you know, try to, try to convince them of what they're doing. Uh, but Sue is not having it. No, and like she can also see right through what Kavir is like doing when like oh yeah, when like Bolin's like there and trying to like, be nice. Like she's like, what? Like don't use Bolin against me, mm-hmm. you bitch. <laughs> don't do that. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, actually, uh, we'll get to it later. Yeah. I, I have uh, some thoughts about Lynn. Okay. Lin. okay. Ooh. Yes. I I always get Sue and Lynn confused. That's okay. It's Lynn, right? Who are you talking about? Uh, Zafu lady? Yeah. That's Sue. Dang it. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, which one's Sokka's kid? <laughs> Stop! 
<laughs> okay, so so Bolin's trying to convince everyone this is a good day, and you're like, hey guys, we'll just calm down. Let's all stand in a circle and hold the hands. A literal line that was said, and I'm like, okay, that's a little on the nose. A little bit. Uh, but, you know, Sue, Sue is, is pissed because she she's like, she, to Kabiria, she's like, oh, you're brainwashing him, too. Uh, she, and she also thinks that um, she kind of brainwashed her, her son, Batari Jr. Like I said, it was not brainwashing with nerd son, it was vagina washing. <laughs> She just turned on her. Uh, anyway, so um, I mean, pro- probably I'm not. I would assume Kavir would do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, or also, like, she seems like, she just seems like the type of like who knows like what people like and dislike and like how minds work mm-hmm. and then like knows how to get people like how to work with people. Yeah, she 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 gets people. She's a socio- sociopath. Yes, <laughs> or a psychopath. I think it's psychopath. People told me different things. We guys, we spent like ten minutes on this on our on our Death Note podcast trying to figure out what what it was. I I don't even remember. Um, I think the, there is a line where it's like not all sociopaths are psychopaths, but all psychopaths are sociopaths. Like sociopath technically means like you're antisocial. Yeah, which I don't think she is. No, no, she's she's the opposite like, of that. So she's a psychopath. I think. Anyway, uh, leave us your opinions in the comments. Yeah, just do that. I don't, just, like, <laughs> I don't feel like googling it right now. <laughs> but, uh, Anyway. What about, like, you can't really show emotion, you, know, you have to fake it, uh, I think. But, like, you can also, like, have, like, some of them, you can have, like, emotional connections. Mm-hmm. Leave your comments, if, especially yeah. if you're a, a psychologist or uh, studying that and you know the difference. I love how we both know people who are, like, in the field of psychology and we're like, half my family's in the field. I know, that's the best part. <laughs> that's, like, half my family. your family. That's all my family. Yeah, it really is. It really is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um... Oh my god, where even are we? Uh, hold on, I'm going to take a second here to like get my notes together. I was going to love it. I have my band in the field of psychology, and I do podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I feel that. I feel that. My brother is going to be a psychologist. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. And then I'm doing podcasting. Um, well, he'll make them feel better, and then we just entertain them. Good. It's all making people feel better. It's all about, that's what we do for a living, folks. We just want to make people feel good. Um, or bad, because we have different opinions. Cause the internet. Oh, okay. So this is this is where we 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 um. So kind of as we're going back and forth here, we we kind of learn some things. Uh, one that uh, nerd son is is kind of afraid of uh, living in his father's shadow. Um, also, but more importantly, uh, what happens to these people once they are um, quote unquote uh, liberated? So um, these people in these towns, they are forced into uh, slave labor to, um, you know, to build a lot of the stuff and people who the centers are sent into uh, prison camps and the one is like, no, that's not true. And then everyone's like, oh, honey. I have a slight problem with this. It's like a, it's like a nitpick. Yeah. But it's like, I kind of would have liked some like show don't tell. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just like you're telling me and I'm like, but I haven't, I always like the one time where like the people, the robbers like stuck on the train tracks. Yeah. And they're like, we swear allegiance to right. you. So, but that was it. Hmm. I would have liked some like, yeah, like could we not like have seen this before? I yeah, that would have been good to like and and see it. I think in a different light to like see like people working and you're like, oh, people are working and you know they're nobody down more. Nobody's complaining. Like this is really great. Um, and we don't even get to see that before we reveal. Oh, they're working because this is actually slave labor, or yeah, these people like, aren't dissenting because they're all being sent to. <laughs> camps and I'm starting to like realize this now like as the season goes on it's like kind of one of my big problems like Kubira 
Like, I like, I don't get me wrong, I, I really do like Kavir. I think she's, like, a fun little so- psychopath, sociopath. <laughs> and, but, like, a lot of her stuff is, uh, is, like, tell. It's, like, telling. Yes. It's not showing. That Yes. And now I'm trying to think that, was that because of the budget? Uh, I wouldn't say that was budget. I think that's just a, a... I feel um, like it's a budget thing, though. Uh, you can't animate it. Well, actually, that's a, that's a good point. I think one is a time restraint. We only have X amount of episodes, and part of that is budget because they um, kind of lost in an episode through through budget reasons. Um, but I think, and then I think part of it is that, but a second part of it is just um, not really making room for it mm-hmm. when writing. Yeah. And also, so I think I think part of it does just fall back on. I also at that point. Yeah, I also kind of want to say this. Uh, can we get like a live action movie where Zelda Williams is the villain? Because she's so good. She's so good at this. She's so good at being like that stoic bitch. God, she's so good. She's so good. God, shout out to Zelda Williams. She does such a great job as this character. Yeah. Um, if you're listening, Zelda, which <laughs> you're probably not, but if you are, we love you, and you're very good. You're very good. Me, talented. You're a talented lady. Oh yes. So, uh, so at the at the end of this whole get together, uh, Kubira gives Suyin twenty four hours to they can join or die, basically, or they're gonna, they're going to move in or they're going to take the city by force. Reference here, people. Reference Game of Thrones. Get the line. Kayla's mm-hmm. never seen it. I can't say anything. <laughs> um. So. Now we're back with uh, Korra and the, the airbenders, and they have arrived in Zafu, meet up with Sue, and they're like, oh, hey, how's it going? Well, it's been like three years, girl, what's up? And she's like, oh, I'm ready, let's let's go, we gotta stop Kuvira. And, and Korra's like, but can't we just talk? Can't we just talk? And they're like, ooh, honey. It's like been a while, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um... So back with uh, at Kubira, Bolin is like, "Hey, like you aren't being serious about like attacking Repu- uh, Zaofu, right?" And Kubira is like, "Oh, honey." Well, <laughs> um, like, I don't have a big army, right? Um, I mean, I'm kind of fine with like trying to talk to people for like something, and then if they just like will not back down after you try to be nice to them, then I'm fine punching people. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, and and so um, you know, he's he's like, hey, and that other stuff they said about like what happens to people that they love, right? Like that's not true, right? And she's like, oh, honey, uh, and you know, the minute he starts questioning, he she questions his loyalty and is like, you need to be sent to a re-education camp, and he's like, oh, no, mom, we good, we good, all but, right. But but she knows, but she knows. Roland's not the best liar. Oh uh, yeah, I think he should have been a better liar because like it actually kind of would have been. I would say it'd be cool, like, if Bullet kind of worked it out so he could be a double agent. Yes. But then I'd be wondering, like, how would he get information to everybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, and, so back in, in, in Zaofu, Cora and Sue are talking, and we kind of uh, figure out a little bit more about Kubir's backstory. Um, so Ian took her in when she was very young. She was almost, like, more of a mother figure to her than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kubir is smart. She rose to the ranks quickly. And what happened, kind of that that moment that started to splinter between them was uh, three years ago after the fall of the Earth Queen, um, Tenzin and Raiko came in and they um, they're speaking speaking to Sue 
and they're saying like, hey, we need somebody to kind of step in and temporarily lead the Earth Kingdom until we get all this stuff figured out. So base and you know to to step in and be a leader. Um, and you know, Sue is kind of the best person for the job. Sue has a very kind of new way of thinking. She's she's a great leader. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows what's going down. But Sue mm-hmm. is like, yeah, I'm not going to do it because you know it's it's just going to lead to more fighting if somebody just steps in and says, hey, I'm I'm going to rule this place now. Like people aren't going to agree to that. Um, and it's it seems kind of more like a takeover situation than it would like a helpful situation. And Kabir is like, nah. No, this you gotta do this. Like you gotta, you gotta do it. And she was like, no. Um, but Kavira is like, somebody's gotta do it. <laughs> She's not wrong. Yeah, they, like I'm not saying like takeover because like soon, I soon see like everything has a takeover. Yeah, which like I know, like I feel like maybe you could have just done a thing where like I don't even know what you could have done, mm-hmm. but like try to like unite people like. Kind of under you, but like I don't know, if like unite exactly, but maybe just like have like find people who could actually like rule certain areas mm-hmm. and like help out and like yeah. unite and like unite people like like states kind of. Yeah, well, that's kind of the the situation their kingdom was already in. They did have kind of this the city state kind of um, situation, but still, the Earth Kingdom without you know that one leader, it seemed like it was in shambles. Well, so they trying to figure out what because like Sue doesn't want to be a queen. Right. That's the thing. And I'm just like, you don't have to be a queen. You can just, like, like be, like, president, be a president. Yeah. But even then, I, I think she saw problems with that. Um, she saw problems with that, but, like, like, cause like, like I think Sue could have done it. Mm-hmm. Like, she could have been, like, a decent, like, government kind of ruling thing. Although, I mean, government in this show hasn't really been great. Yeah, I think, well, a big point in the last season was that all the leaders in this show kind of suck. <laughs> Why is like, because, like, I mean, Ted's going to be a decent leader. Yeah. Because he's, like, a nice guy. He's a cool dude. He's Why like, do you do, like, sound like what, like, the council was beforehand? The council didn't really work either. Well, you could have made it better. You could have had, like, <laughs> Lynn, Tenzin, like, Kors there, uh, Zuko, or his, what's his father's name? Izumi. Have her. Well, I totally forgot Kors' father's name. Tonrak. Uh, uh, Tonrak, have him. Uh, get like a non vendor person, get a Sami or somebody. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> these people would help these people to get people who can like get along with each other. Yeah. Even if they don't love each other, they can get along and know what's best and do something. I think I forgot. No, I didn't forget her. I think we just created the United Nations. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Get the United Nations. Because that never goes wrong ever. That, no, it's going to go wrong eventually, but oh. like for now. <laughs> Guys, we just figured it out. Come on, guys. We just Woodrow Wilson, this bitch. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> who names their kid Woodrow anyway? <laughs> that, was, that, that wasn't his actual first. I think that was like a you yeah. know, his middle name or the why? No, but he's like I suppose Woodrow was supposed to be no. His, his keeps going. I'm gonna look at that. No, I, I have it right here. No, his first his that Woodrow was his middle name. His first name was Thomas. Then why did he go by Woodrow? But uh, Thomas Wilson isn't as memorable as a name now, is it? No, but who cares? <laughs> Not we really have to. Um, we got like we're like not even we're not even done this episode. Jesus Christ, we got a whole, whole other episode, and then we got commentator. Oh my god, this is gonna go on forever. Um, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so um, so after kind of that initial splintering, um, Kubira eventually uh, takes 
basically the, the security force of Zaku, which apparently are these very talented metal benders and who were apparently very tired of, you know, feeling like they're just they're not really utilizing their talents as a security force because they're some of the best fighters in the world. She takes them and she takes some of the richest citizens of Zaku. Uh, because she's going to need that dough if she's going to build an army. That's true. And she takes you know, some airships, and she takes uh, Batar Jr., and Very they fun. go on their way, and kind of rest is history from there. We, we know what happens. Yeah. Um, and then, like, at that point, we also learned that, like, she probably, I think she took over, like, one, and then tended and right over, like, all right, you do it. Yeah, basically. Because they were idiots, and we're like, she's just going to give it, she'll give it a back over. Yeah, be no problem. Well, she's good at talking. She probably talked her way around that one. That's true. Um, oh, God, she's so good at talking. She's so good at words. I can't believe she's so good. Anyway, so, um, and then our next scene, we get a, we get a brief moment back with Asami, um, and she's chilling on the, the park next to that nice statue of Korra. Um, and, you know, she's kind of sad, but then she sees, like, a father playing with his daughter, and it's like, ah, happy, and then that, that's it. That's the scene. Yeah, um, it's fine. Yeah, it's a nice scene. So, uh... Back with, so we're with Varric now, and Varric is, uh... Is that locked in a room? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's kind of uh, trapped in his room because he's supposed to be working this thing, and he's, like, freaking out. Um, and Bolin kind of pops in, and they uh, have a moment where they're like, Whoa, hey, just realized something. Uh, Kuvira is insane. <laughs> and I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, Varric tells Bolin about the super weapon. Bolin uh, says that uh, Kubira threatened him and the whole thing about Zalfu and all that's going to go on with there. So um, they start to escape. So they uh, they get out of there. They're they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. They they're like they had enough of this BS. Um, and so and then we had finally have where. Uh, Kubira and Korra meet, and Korra's like, "Hey, let's talk this out here. Why don't? How about you just leave?" Like that's basically what she said. She's like, "Ah, uh, this is a bad idea. Why don't you go home?" Mm-hmm. And Kubira's like, "No, we're not doing that." But she also kind of charms Korra. She does. She does. She uses her words to to charm Korra. And I think that's like you know, and like I kind of like this one thing where she changed like the twenty four hour thing. Yeah. To you just negotiate, and yeah. I think it's like however long it takes. Yeah. Quote unquote. And we'll just, like, you know, we'll wait. Yeah, it's like, you can talk to Sue, get back to me, this is a truce, we'll just, like, lay low for a minute, you just do your thing, and be good. Yeah, uh, and I think, because I think God Korra runs up that, like, you know, Kubira saved your dad, so, like, she kind of, yeah. she kind of is, like, I guess respect? Yeah, she does have, I think, a level of respect for Yeah, like, she saved your dad in that and one obvious evil moment. I think, because I, <laughs> I think she knows that Kubira isn't a bad person, necessarily, because she does want to help, but... Yeah, she's, uh, I don't think she, she doesn't seem like a bad... No, and I think that in that moment of, of her knowing that she's not bad is because she saved her dad. So, like, that's, I think, how she views that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even think Sue thinks that she's bad. I, I think now, but, like, she did. Yeah, but not originally. Not, like, I think she thought she was misguided, probably. Yeah. Um, so, and then back on the train, uh, Nerd Son finds out that uh, Bullen and Varric have Peaced out. And Julie. And Julie. Yep, Julie joined them. Uh, but uh, he's, and he's like, oh man, we gotta catch some fugitives. And so... But they're escaping in mecha tanks. They are. They're out, and they're in the woods, and they're escaping through mecha tanks. 
but they find him. Doesn't take long. And for, fight. And a fight ensues. And uh, Julie kicks butt in this fight. She does. I'm to take a moment to appreciate Julie. She's so good. She kicks, I don't know, kick more butt or bullet. Bullet not to kick the butt. Yeah, well, he needs to get out of the suit, though. He's not a, he's not a good mega suit. No. But, but once he gets out. He's a great lava bender. Lava. And you get to see the lava bending come back, and it's so good, because I, anytime I'm bullet lava bends, I just like it. And he feels special. Because he's so nice. Yeah, and he's then. So talented. I guess, and then the fight ends, and I guess they threaten to crush Varric's head. Yeah. I just want to rant and be like, screw it. Yep. Yeah, I know, right? They're like, hey, turn yourselves in or he gets it. And so they You know what? Probably that would have been a smarter thing for Boleyn to just run. Yeah. Because, like, they weren't going to kill Varric because they need him for the thing. Yeah. But Boleyn, we've established this. Boleyn's such a nice guy. He's, he's the sweetest boy. He is. But he's not very bright. He just wants everybody to get along and be happy. I mean, me too, man. But, like, come on, bro. Come on. Um, people to get hurt. <laughs> so they they take it back to the camp, and Kavira is is pissed. So she's gonna send Bolin and Julie off to a reeducation camp, and Varric is going to um, stay because she needs him to work on that the uh, thing. that weapon. That yeah. Thing. By the way, do these like reeducation camps have like lights to like spin around? There's <laughs> no trouble with boxing day. There is no war. There is <laughs> no trouble. Is it one of those camps? Uh, who knows? That's a great question. That'd be God, what is up with the Earth Kingdom? Yeah, it kind of has some real issues here. Like, like why? Especially Bossing Say. They have some major issues. Um, you know what? You know what? Should, you know what? Why can't we get like? Where's like the descendants of Boomy? Not like, you know, like this Boomy, but like Avatar Lost Airbender Boomy. Mm. Yeah, really. Did he have any descendants? I don't know. Well, like he seems like a decent king. Yeah, he was like a cool dude. Like he was the chill. Like he was like the one <laughs> decent one. Earth Kingdom ruler. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody get. I, I mean, he's probably dead. Yeah, he's definitely dead. If he would have been like two hundred years old at that point. Yeah, but he actually lived for like because he was like Ice Friend when they were kids. And that yeah, was like, he was like one hundred thirteen years old. And he was still kicking butt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ah, well. He could have lived to like two hundred. Anyway, oh my god, we we haven't even finished this episode yet. This 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 whole episode's gonna be an hour and a half long. I just know it. Um. So anyway, you can cut us over the rambling. I don't care. <laughs> oh, that's good though. Anyway, um. So right before they kind of send on their way, uh, Julie mm-hmm. has comes forward and she says that. Like, She's like, I'm sorry, but like, you know, my only problem in this situation was being loyal to the wrong person. She explains that she's kind of sick of Varric shit. <laughs> I mean, and uh, that was her, her real crime there. And her real allegiance is with Kuvira, the Great Uniter. And Kuvira is like, um, all right. She's like, hey, guys, we learned something from this chick. She's pretty cool. I'm just kind of wondering if she's like trying to be a double agent because that just seems like so. Because you can tell she's smart. She's really, yeah. She's smart, but also at the same time, she's done with Varric shit. So this could go either way. This could go either way, but then also, like, <laughs> I'm just assuming, like, she's probably not going to get that good dick in. Oh, yeah. It depends how much she wants that D. Seems like she wanted it. She, I did. Yeah. I did. And, like, who else is she going to get, like, the, the dick in from? That's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you, unless the sole, the sole determining factor of if Julie is a double agent or not is how much she wants Barry's dick. I mean, unless she's like, you know, bi wants to end, like, you know, can like end there with Kavira, fine. Eh. Hey. Hey. Who, who wouldn't want to get in with Kavira? 
I wouldn't. You just think, like, I don't, I don't like being manipulated. Oh, true. Also, I'm not really attracted to women, but that's <laughs> Um. So, uh, back in Taofu, Cora uh, goes up to Nerdfather and is like, oh, what's what's going on? And we find out that Sue and the twins, Wing and Wei, have left and they're going to uh, take matters into their own hands, which is because we can't say we're going to assassinate that bitch on kids' TV. But we're going to assassinate that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the episode. What'd you think? It was good. I really liked it. All right. It was it was fun. I think, like, the thing with, like, Legend of Four, they, like, sometimes I really see is, like, especially because they kind of, like, combine episodes together. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, the setup. Mm-hmm. And then the next episode where, like, everything's going to go down. Yeah. So. Some shit. Okay. I don't know if there's, like, much to talk about. I just, like, I enjoy this episode. Yeah, because I think because these episodes fit really well back to back. They do feel like mm-hmm. one kind of, like, two-parter episode. Yeah, I like that, uh, you know, Bullets All the Light. Bullet is finally being like, oh, maybe this isn't, like, the best thing. I'm not sure if I enjoy Barrack having a conscience. Really? I just, I like. The idea of just, like, here's this guy who's just going to follow the money mm-hmm. and just, like, you know, do what's best in his interest. That's just kind that's, of fun. That's true. That's what made him the most compelling character of book two, I think. I didn't really find him compelling. Like, Not compelling. Like, the most interesting. interesting. Yeah. He was the most interesting compar- character of book two. That's always kind of fun. Yeah, because he was, like, he was the better antagonist, honestly. Even though he was oh, yeah, 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 totally. He was, like, the best antagonist. And he wasn't even an antagonist. He was kind of, like, an anti-hero. Anti-villain. Anti-villain. Yeah. Uh, I think Cora's kind of on this, like, peak thing a bit too much. Yeah. But I understand why. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. also, because, I mean, she's still not, like, in the best shape anymore. So, like, if she's got to pick an option, and mm-hmm. pieces sounds like a better deal here, so she doesn't have to fight. Well, as we see, like, next episode, which, like, I'm super happy about this. Not, like, in a good way, but, like... Yeah. But we'll get to in that. In like, a plot way. Yeah. Yeah. Character development ways. Right, so... Speaking of that, uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Book 4, Episode 6, The Battle of Zofuskakun. Oh, we're going to try to stay focused. No guarantees here. Because we still have a comment for you to get to. Holy moly. Um, <laughs> so when we last left off, we found out that um, the uh, Sue and the, the twins mm-hmm. went away. We're going to, uh, they're going to go take Kavira out. Which is a really dumb idea. <laughs> like, you're just going to make a martyr. Yeah, they really are. That's, they're just going to, it, it creates a, a symbol of, of martyrdom, you know, where it says, oh, Kavira was trying to unite everyone. She doesn't want to be united, and so we really have to, you know, finish her cause. Yeah. Um, so, you know, not a smart thing. I don't think assassination is the right answer. The smarter case. thing would have been to, like, try to get her to a fight, mm. and then fight her, and then see what happens. <laughs> yeah. But, so they so they basically uh, sneak into this camp looking all ninja. Like, can you imagine, like, going on a secret ninja trip with your mom? be kind of cool <laughs> just like just like your mom wakes you up one day it's like come on honey we're gonna go go on a ninja excursion can I, go, right. to, can I just go to the beach 
I just wanted ice cream. I already did that with my mom. We went to the beach and drank wine. It was great. I thought, I thought you said it. I did that with my mom. We, we dressed up as ninjas and then assassinated somebody. I'm not a big ninja person. That's all right. They're, they're, I, I respect them. They're yeah. fine. They do their thing. Yeah. So they, they sneak into the camp and they have a very nice kind of sneaky thing. And uh, she has a moment where she uses her seismic sense. So I always love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sneak into the, the camp and it looks like she's all alone in her tent. So they sneak into the tent using some cool uh, metal bending stuff. And they they go to grab her, but then they realize it's that a trap. it's not actually Kuira sleeping. They, what she did was she dressed up Julita looked like her. Ah. And uh, and yeah, so it was the decoy and then, but they were all waiting for it and then they totally get trapped and captured. Well, that happened. The computer's like, oh, I mean, how dare you? How dare you do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's not, that doesn't even look good for Sue. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like she gets captured. It's like, hey, your leader tried to kill me. Yeah. That doesn't look good. Not really good. No. Um, so back at Zafu, uh, we have a scene with Janora, Opal, and Cora, uh, kind of arguing what Cora should do in the situation. Opal says that, uh, hey, you got to help her out here. You know that Kavir is in the wrong, uh, and you know that what uh, my mom's doing is right, so you got to go but, help take her out. But and it's not right. Janora is like... Yeah, you swore an oath of non-violent, like non-aggression. Which I don't get. They swore an oath of became an airbender. You're not supposed to like want to assassinate people. Not in the code. I get it though, because like it's like this is our family, like this is our home. Yeah, she feels very passionately about her family. I get it, but I'm just like, hey, like your mom's not actually doing the right thing. Yeah, the right thing is to like, hey, you know, we did every other time. (laughs) Expose them for who they are. I could just like I need to get into these like the show and just like solve everything. Yeah, as we know, I am a genius. <laughs> I'm very hopeful. Got the answer. Humble brag. Humble okay. brag. Um, so, but as they're kind of arguing about this, uh, Kavir comes on the loudspeaker to explain to them. Uh, she's like, "Hey, you later kind of stuck into the camp, trying to kill me. That's not cool. Uh, took that those guys. They uh, took them, you know, prisoner and stuff. So and." Uh, you have one chance to uh, surrender or be taken the city by force. So, um, yeah. Nothing really interesting happens after that. I'm like, is there, <laughs> there's other stuff in the scene, but, like, it's not as interesting. So, like, I'm going to skip over it for time purposes. Okay. Um, so back on the uh, Kavir's train, uh, Varric and Bolin are in the same cell together. Um, and Batar Jr. comes in with two older soldiers and they're trying to get um, Varric to work on the project and Varric's like, oh, well, I can only work at like a certain time. And they're like, ah, oh, now you're going to do it. Um, and Varric is like, hey, I need to work with an assistant and he gives them a story uh, and they're like, we can just decide one of these guys. It's not a big deal. But Varric is like, oh, well, last, you know, there's a possibility of, you know, to having your hands blown off. Um, and so they're like, okay, we'll just let the other guy do it. So they get Bolin to um, uh, help out Varric and uh, Bolin is like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah Bolin. Bolin. Been, yeah. There's a plan here. We all see it. Except you. Honey. Yeah. <laughs> um, so back kind of on the outskirts of Zaofu, uh, Korra kind of meets up with Kavira uh, in front of her army. And uh, Elko's there and she's like, ah, oh, release them. But Kavira's like, you know, is not going to release them. And... Um, Oh, did anybody ever find it interesting that Opal and Cora now have the same haircut? They do have very similar haircuts. I'm looking at a picture right here. It's similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta love that bob. 
Um, but that doesn't get Bullet's crush back. <laughs> that, that would be a weird side plot, that would be. Oh my god. Okay, so, uh, uh, so basically, um, it, it basically comes down to a fight between uh, Kor and Kubira, and they're like, hey, just go into the Avatar state, take her out. And Kor's like, no, this is going to be a fair fight, you know? Uh, but Kubira, like, doesn't care. She's like, yeah, use the Avatar state, use whatever you want. I don't care. I can take it. She and can't really start take fighting. her to the Avatar state, though. Well, we, we start to see, and in a regular fight, Kubira's pretty good. Yeah, oh yeah, she's great. She's, she, she can I like fight. her metal thing. It's fun. Oh, she's such a good metal bender. Like, the, the way his metal bending is used here, I think it's, like, super creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, there's so much you can do with metal bending. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun t- to watch. So, uh, back on the train, um, we kind of see Varric working through, you see, um, kind of get the, the scene of Varric working on the spirit find stuff. Mm-hmm. And as he's doing it, he he's uh, kind of making like very subtle hints to Bolin. And Bolin's like, just like not getting I it. I have a plan here, and I really and I kind of like it because because this is a, a kind of a different angle uh, we we're seeing of Varric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like we see him as like, the eccentric genius, but now we see him as more like almost level headed with like this guy with a plan thing. And it, it's kind of a different angle for the character, but it's it's really fun to watch. But Bolin, Bolin doesn't quite get it, honey. <laughs> but even like moving at the end of Varric's way is not really well act. Never mind, actually. Yeah. Never mind. He's brilliant. Yes. <laughs> he really is. I was going to... We'll get to it, but I was going to say yeah. something, and then I realized I was wrong. Um, and we also kind of see uh, Tara and, and Varric don't really get along. Uh, Tara's like, he describes himself as a man of science, but Varric is like, uh, eh, he kind of sucks. Yeah, but, but, Tara, but Tara Jr. is like one of those like hipster nerds. Yeah. Who's so like, like the worst kind of nerd. It's kind of like that person like, who like just says they've done all this stuff, but like probably haven't. Yeah. Or doesn't understand, and, like, they're not like us, where we just, like, get super enthusiastic about stuff. Pours, like, water into a test tube. Science. Probably, you know, like, goes to those, like, nice, like, indie restaurants. Mm-hmm. Gets avocado on toast. <laughs> Actually, that sounds really good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Atari Jr. is ruining the economy by putting avocado Dude, like, on I toast. think it's like, BuzzFeed the food says, like, all these, like, hipster foods, and I'm just like, but they look really good. <laughs> Except for those, like, overflowing milkshakes with, like, all of that shit on it. Yeah. That seems ridiculous. It's, like, a part of it is, like, oh, that's kind of good, but, like, you'd only be able to have, like, a sip of it, and then you would die. Like, my insides would literally implode that wouldn't be able to, like, eat any of it. And then they're, like, so big, too. Like, not one person can eat all of that. Like, all the food. Like, 12 people to eat one of those. Like, all the food at Coachello. (laughs) Like, what the heck? Although, like I said, I I would probably like avocado toast. Yeah. We should should go for some avocado toast sometime. We're not buying houses. We don't need it. Um, avocado toast and just like those like cookie dough things you just like buy cookie dough now and like ice cream pints mm-hmm. and just like eat cookie dough so like they make it so that there's no egg in it yeah I saw that one that was like Oreo cookie dough Ooh. Mm, I think we're hungry I think I just want ice cream actually I'm not even that hungry I just want ice cream <laughs> anyway anyway um, so back so uh, we, we get another flash to the, the fight and Kabir is basically just Kicking the shit out of He's really good at, like, blocking and, like, mm-hmm. what's the word? Dodging? Dodging's good. Mm-hmm. And, and back on the train, um, Barrick gets the machine started, and then it starts roaring. And then we find out that what Barrick made was a bomb. Ooh. <laughs> he, he wasn't just making any kind of a thing. He was like, oh, no, this is a bomb. Yeah. You, if you guys want to get out of here, I'm going to stay here. With this Bolin. Gonna go and in five minutes. We're going to go down with this shit. We're prepared to go down with it. Even but Bolin's like, what the fuck? I didn't agree to that. Um, and he's like, you got, y'all better leave. 
And so um, Batar kind of, you know, Batar set attempts to arrest Varric and to remove him from the area, but Varric also has a, a remote, so he can set it off automatically because he built both. And some people are like, why would you do both? And I'm like, actually, that's a really, that's good a really smart idea. That's a really smart idea because it's <laughs> like they might think you're bluffing. It's like, well, then I'll just blow it up right now. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so, so Batar, um, you know, that's kind of where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it kind of seems like they're going to evacuate and leave Varric and Bolin to get blown up, maybe. Depends if it's a bluff or not. So, uh, back with the fighting, uh, Kor finally goes into the Avatar state and basically starts, it becomes a curb stomp battle with uh, Korra kicking the shit out of Kavira. Do you think Korra could have won the fight, like, besides, like, going to the Avatar state? Do you think she could have won if there was, like, you know, water around? No, I don't think so. I think, I think she only was using three elements because there was no water. Yeah, I think she's still rusty, though. I think that the, part of it was a mental thing and part of it was just, like, she's out of shape. Yeah, by the way, like, speaking of mental thing. Yeah, so just when it seems like she, she's got this all wrapped in the bag, uh, we have kind of a moment where uh, Kavira's face is suddenly that, um, not evil Korra, but that weird spirity Korra. Boys and Avatar say Korra. Yeah, but PTSD Korra. Yeah. The, the, Boys the, the physical representation of her PTSD. <laughs> um, and so it uh, causes Korra to kind of snap out of it. She gets out of the Avatar state and uh, basically kind of doesn't give up the fight, but uh, really allows, well. it really allows uh, Kumira to get the upper hand. That's kind of made me happy, not in like a, because I obviously I don't want Korra to be like PTSD-ish, mm-hmm. but like I was kind of upset because like, like, yeah. like the whole like getting the metal, metal out, metal is a lot of her. Yeah. And it would have been like, oh, she's all better. And I'm just like, but that's not really how that works. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. And like the like peace thing, I think it was just because like, she was afraid to go back to the Avatar state. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad that it wasn't just we need to get this metal if there's more to it because mm-hmm. that's how, you know, life works. Right. So, we're good again, show. You didn't just use some dumb deus ex machina. We forgive you. We forgive I you. I like the, uh, what's the word? Like, where they made me think that way but then it wasn't the case? Uh, red herring? There you go. I like that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was good. Um, that was really good to see. So, so Cora's basically out of it at this point which means that uh, Janor and Opal have to kind of intervene. And I, like, realized this, I kind of forgot that how cool it is to see multiple airbenders working at once. I mean, yeah. I've seen this a few other times in the show. Um, but I, still, like, when you have, like, two really good airbenders kind of doing it, it was something that we never got to see in the original series because there was only one airbender. And it's a really cool thing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so Janora uses her spiritual projection to, to call for help. And we got a funny scene. We get a, we get a funny scene of Milo and Iki who are who are painting with that uh, Skrillex son. With Skrillex son who who is uh, criticizing paintings, says Iki is very good. Um, and then Milo, I chose the masterpiece. He just melts the masterpiece. Uh, he's a little more critical of that. Like I prefer, cause I think like both like Nerd Son and Skrillex Son, they're both kind of like hipstery, but yeah. Skrillex Son's like fun. Yeah, he's a fun one. Like Nerd Son's just not even fun. No, like Skrillex Son's like a loser. Like Skrillex Son's the kind of guy who would go to like a stupid modern art museum and like see like a painting with like a line on it and be like, oh look at the like, beautiful. Start crying. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Like draw, like if you actually look at like like art from like olden days, like I've been to like museums in Europe. Oh yeah, like those paintings are gorgeous. Yeah, a fucking line. <laughs> That's not art. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my goodness. As you can see, neither of us are that hipstery because we get annoyed by it. <laughs> so um, 
so so that's where where that where um, we kind of end that back on the, the train. Um, everybody kind of evacuates except for Barrack and Bolin, and they separate the train cars. And then Bolin is like, "Oh, cool! Now let's turn this thing off, so we good to go." And, and Barrack's like, like, "Oh no, <laughs> no, we're blowing up." <laughs> and Bolin's like, "No!" So Bolin starts trying to look for for a uh, an, an escape. We try to look for, first a way to turn it off, and then a way to escape. And he he uh, first tells Barrack that he hates him. And then he takes them, and then they get out of there um, just in time and before the thing blows up. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, so Vitar has like the great, like this really great look with like his like wide eyes. He's like, he's like, oh, he really wasn't bluffing, and he's like, oh, he he describes him as crazier than a sewer pipe elephant rat, which is great. And then, um, um, and so once they escape. Uh, Beric admires that Bolin finally did the thing. And Bolin has no idea how Shuli worked for Beric that long. You know what I just like? Because they were I just thought of it because like, Beric was like kind of gave like flight things saying like everything's going to be okay. Yeah. But like it would have, it's actually really good that he didn't tell him the full play because Bolin's a terrible liar. Yes. Like they would have oh, been, that, that's the thing with like Bolin like because he's just like so sweet and just like truthful. Yeah. And wants people to get along. So like he couldn't have actually told him the truth. Right. And be like, everything's gonna be okay. I have a plan. Here's mm-hmm. the plan. He just had to <laughs> keep doing it, and just like eventually, knowing that Bullet would have done the right, like knowing Bullet would have found a way to get out and would have saved him anyway because mm-hmm. he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Good time. So, so it all worked out in the end. Yeah, just like you know, somebody find them. <laughs> anyway, um, so we so we see Neil and Iki finally um, come on the Sky Basin. And they escape, and Bolin, um, Opal, excuse me, is, you know, wants to go back and save her mom and her brothers. And they're just like, but they're like, go, get out of here. And she says, um, she'll come back for them, and it's kind of sad. They don't save everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we totally skipped a scene from last episode. What? About <laughs> with Asami and how she finally, like, she reunites with her father, and then they, like, play pie show. Uh, I forgot about that scene. Well, that and happened. Yeah, th- it happened, guys. It was very good and it was very nice. Like and I said, good. didn't really fit, but good. I, I just like totally realized I'm like, wait, did we forget about that scene? We totally forgot about that scene. That's on me. Um, anyway. Anyway. So back, so Kavira now enters uh, Zaofu and she's talking to the citizens and, um, you know, tells them to, to bow for her because she is, you know, she's here. She's, they're part of the Earth Empire now and she is their leader. Um, everybody bows except for Batar and uh, Skrillex's son. And uh, Nerdson ain't too happy about that, so he starts kind of going up there and being all angry at them. Uh, and and dad, his dad says that he's so disappointed in him, and they take him away. Mm-hmm. You know what it's kind of reminded me of? What? Reminded me because of the color aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> Loki. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well I, well, I said that, too. I, like When they like bowed me, I'm like, real. It's like that. Did you see that in your trailer for the Infinity War? I did. It was, it was fine. Yeah, yeah. It was fine. It, was, uh, I, it looked like a normal adventure trailer. I was like, okay, like in a good way. Um, yeah, the only thing I kind of super enjoyed about it was Chris Evans' sexy, sexy beard. Cool. It was so nice. It was very nice. Mm. It's very attractive men. Yeah, they're all attractive men. Yeah. So everybody be like, you know, like Thanos. No! <laughs> <laughs> I think John Holmes is looking, but like. No, not as Thanos. No. Um, anyway, so so let's get to the final scene of this. We're back in um, the garden. We see Kuvira is um, 
bending some materials. And um, uh, Batari is talking about what happened with um, Barrick and Bolin. And he's like, yeah, they, they couldn't have survived. And he says that he thinks he can replicate the spirit body and kind of experiment to make a weapon. Um, and then, assistant. yeah, and then he, yeah, he needs an assistant. So Julie is going to to work with him. And we see Julie has like a look on her face. And we're like, I wonder what that is. I don't know. I wonder what that means. Mm. Um, and then Kubira ends the episode with saying to dismantle the domes. That's where we end up. Yeah. All right, so what are your thoughts? That's good. I don't know if I have, like, much opinions on these episodes. I'm like, they're good. They're good, yeah. They're well, good. I think we talked a lot about it as kind of as we went along. Um, we, had, we kind of dished out a lot of our points, but I think these are really strong episodes. Yeah. I think we, we see, I mean, this, these are very plot-heavy. Um, you know, this is either very Kavira-heavy in the sense that we see what Kavira wants to do. Um, Zauhu is a major point in them. Um, Zauhu's, you know, just, like, a, a cool city, so we, we get to see a lot there. I would say, like, we know, like, we know how she started out with what she wanted to do, but I still don't kind of know what she wants. Like, why is she making, why does she have slave labor? Why does she have these camps? Mm-hmm. Like, if she'd, like, been, like, raised by Sailor entire life, she would know this probably isn't the best idea. Right, yeah, it's interesting that, you know, somebody raised with, um, somebody with, with, uh, Sue Beifong's ideas and ideals that she would... Well, she's trying to be like the complete opposite of Sue, Mm -hmm. which I get. Right. But I'm just kind of like, okay? I don't 100% get it. Also, what's she doing with this, like, spirit vine? Yeah. Why is she dismantling the domes? Um, So, yeah. it's. I feel there is kind of... It feels like there's still more to learn about Mm Kuvira. And I feel like we we know more, I feel like, than we did after the, the, the Red Lotus at this point in time last season. But there still feels like there's there's more to learn there. I agree with you. Well, it sounds like my theory that I feel like some I don't know if this is true, but I feel like maybe the Red Lotus is still involved. Yeah, yeah, you think? I don't know. Okay. Because like we apparently could be like orphan when she was eight. Yes. We don't know what her parents were like. No, we don't. They could have. But like everybody, because this could I don't know if it's like her whole plan where like she was always part of this, and then like I don't know when they came back, maybe they talked to her and just like. I don't know. It's like starting to become like less likely. Yes. But like, but then she's whole thing about equality. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and like with this like energy spirit by weapon, that could lead to chaos. And well, yeah. More chaos. chaos. Yeah, really. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it's a, there, there's still kind of things that, that we don't know about. Also the fact that like she probably knew Sue wasn't going to like want to do the takeover thing. Right. So she could get into it. So like she probably knew that. Yeah. And she seems really like a manipulative psychopath. Yeah, kind of a little bit. Or sociopath. <laughs> Whatever the difference is. <laughs> Somebody leave a comment, please. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's really the question of the episode there, isn't it? Or the question of the whole show. Really, I feel like we're going to keep asking that question as we go along. Well, I'm not because I'm going to... I said it now, and hopefully the subscribers... All 203 of them have said something. <laughs> we got a new subscriber we I know, that's so exciting. Anyway, speaking of people. Um, oh, yeah, is it, are we going to close this out? Go to the comment corner? Comment corner. Yeah, okay, it's comment corner time, guys, if you don't mind hanging with us for a little bit longer. Uh, but we have some great comments that we would like to read. We got to, so many. We have so many. We're, we're, we're uh, starting. Which is, is the best kind of problem to have. We are not complaining. Um, we just realized that we have to get better at organizing these. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're terrible at this. <laughs> we're terrible at this. So uh, thank you for, for bearing with us. 
Yeah. Where are we starting? Uh, oh, I thought you knew where we were starting. All right, the one that starts off with the last comment that we got was, uh, it's the one by Muhammad Kabar, which says, awesome reaction, thank you. Well, thank you, Muhammad. Was that from, what was that from? So that, that was the very first of book three finale. Okay. That we got. Going down, down. Okay. Yeah, and if I miss your comments, guys, by chance, that's, uh, we'll either tell you them in the next episode, like, if, um, or we just missed it, and we're sorry, but, uh, there's a good chance that if you left them within the last month, um, we're going to cover them within the next month. Yeah. So uh, just stay tuned. There's a couple like concepts like, you guys are great. And we're like, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. this. Uh, we got a, there's a one nerdy from Nerdy Car Coup. Uh, it's basically when you hand your little brother the controller for the hardest Call of Duty game on earth. <laughs> but that is, I don't know if we understood that. <laughs> totally understood that one but i i liked it but i don't think i got it um uh, we got one from uh fact check heaven oh uh, yeah good old fact check heaven who liked my joke that you liked a lot i love that joke about um <laughs> you said that fully and the year are the same height now it's so funny <laughs> uh so that basically uh, and the here are now the same height i'm officially dead more for the fact uh not that firebenders are capable of affecting lava by extracting the heat from it as demonstrated by Fire Lord Zozin? Zozin, yes. Before yep. Avatar Roku's demise. Mm-hmm. What the situations Bolin and the others were in warranted a bit more of a forceful solution, so Mako wouldn't have been much help either way. I think it just implies that Sahir and his group are more, were the most important Red Lotus, uh, this is about the Red Lotus gang. Mm-hmm. So I think we yeah. said something about, like, because they weren't, like, the main people. Yeah. They were just, like, you know, like a gang. Right, that Red Lotus is a bigger organization. Yeah. Um, and Red Lotus I think is a gang within that organization. So that, uh, he says, I think it's just implied that Zaheer and his group were the most important Red Lotus members in action at the time. Mm-hmm. Any other random members were clearly ir- irrelevant. Oh, yeah, because we said uh, after like they were defeated, I'm like, can't they just come back? Yeah. Uh, just like all the other White Lotus members in Avatar Life, that Bender were, were irrelevant apart from the old master. That's a good point. And the old masters weren't necessarily the overall leaders either. They were just high-ranking members coming together for a common goal. As requested by Iroh, I don't think either of the societies have strict leadership positions. Which which is a good point um, that they wouldn't have strict leadership positions because a lot of their thing is that, you know, they're not really, they're not really, like, entirely pro-world leaders. Like, before um, the White Lotus came out, um, kind of after after Korra came about, um, you know, they didn't really have, like, a real hierarchy. Their thing is just, like, to be a, a society, basically. And the whole thing with the Red Lotus is that they don't like world leaders, so they wouldn't have a strong leadership thing. So so um, they would probably have members that are more powerful because the Red Lotus gang was so kick-ass. Everyone was probably like, oh, you do your thing, man. Like, we'll follow you. You guys got this. So There's, um, like, the really long one from uh, Pat Thiemann. Yeah, actually, before we get to that one, um, I want to get... <laughs> let's get this one, which is a little further down from that. Um, which is by Kelly Anime Girl, who uh, commented on our very first uh, Legend of Korra episode. And oh, yeah! <laughs> would have been really nice to see her reactions, not just chatting about it after watching the episodes. Otherwise, it's not a reaction, it's a review. To which we will say, watch more. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's before we, we got the um, yeah, request to do live, uh, live reactions. Yeah, segments. we didn't do that until season two finale, so... Yeah. So sorry, Kelly. But so we sorry, Kelly. We don't have the... We have the I think we have the audio for it, maybe. We do. All right. Not as exciting, though. No, um, not exciting, but we have it, so maybe we'll put that up if uh, somewhere. Um, but also, um, what was I going to say? 
So, so yeah, I guess people might get thrown off by our the name of our show, which is First Reaction Fan Reaction. And the reaction in that sense is us talking about what it's like to watch a show as somebody who's first who saw it for the first time, yeah. as somebody who's already seen it. So, if uh, so, I, th- I think somebody else had also said like, why is it called that? Because you're not watching it. Well, we do watch it, but the whole point of the show is to talk about the reaction, reaction. to it. Um, so yeah. Uh, so Pat Demon had like this whole thing. I don't know if I want to read the whole comment because it's super long. Oh yeah, that is so long. <laughs> yeah, I think we summarize it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Pat Demon, if you're listening to this, um, thank you for the comments it's, it's and really the question. But but we like it's really long. Already running long, so we can't write, read that whole thing. So we're just gonna summarize it. Really uh, he wanted to know basically who we like, who's uh, the better avatar, and for him, he said it was Aang. Mm-hmm. Um. He's better at everything, like fighting and, uh, oh, like I said, Aang is like the better avatar in every way except for fighting, and that's where Korra kind of is better at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sees bending as like a form of martial arts, and then Aang sees bending as a way of life. Uh, that's the cat. Well, oh, let me finish yeah. it up. And bending is incorporated in one's very existence. Uh, it talks about the first episode. Uh, and you watch it as no one, uh, no one, basically no one's ever afraid of Korra when she goes into the Avatar state. Uh, just fought, she just fought, fought better. Uh, he says like, uh, points from season one, I mean, when she did a book the episode, no one was ever afraid of her. Any challenges she had just fought even better, knowing that they didn't have to hold, that, that they didn't have to hold back anymore. Mm-hmm. So they basically, like, once she was in the Avatar state, everybody was like, all right, let's go. Yeah, which we kind of just saw in the episode that we watched, so that's kind of relevant yeah. right now. Um, also, is it Pat Demon or Pat the Man? Just without the space in the middle. Just, just like a general question to put out there. Oh, I know. I just like I just like read that. I was like, wait, I don't know. <laughs> Might have been the man. <laughs> All right. Uh, basically, saying, uh, look at every enemy she's fought. Season one with the Waterbender, Bloodbender, uh, being water Waterbender, could have never had any problems with them on. Okay, but like, she didn't have any experience with bloodbending, though. That's true. Uh, season two with another Waterbender. There's a core came be some Waterbender. Okay, I get the lot was impressive. Powerful in terms of spiritual energy, but Korra's the freaking avatar. Well, there's a lot of problems with book two, so yeah. I can't even, like, fault you on that one. It's like, yeah, it was book two. Okay, season three, okay, I gave it, okay, this one I gave it to the Red Lotus because their offshoot abilities, their rare forms of bending is hard to counter. In this case, alone Korra simply outclassed, and this season I'm fine with. Uh, season four, Kavira, having been considered the master of Bender since the first season, Kavira should have been a piece of cake. Uh, Korra was considered a master of all known elements. Somebody responds to that point below, and I think we'll get that when we finish this, because that's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, I mean, basically, no one wants to see. It says a lot. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to read this um, comment, because it's a really good comment, this is on our three like, finale reaction. Yeah. For Massachusetts. For struggling to keep up with everyone around. I don't know. even Milo out. Outclass core in the series, but that was hey, like, now that was like a, 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 we'll get to it. They even went as far as to dare her to use the avatar form as for Aang. No one wanted to see his eyes fill. People were not afraid of Aang's power. I could actually imagine for that. Yeah, yeah, that that's yeah. I have a point for that too. I want to hear your point. You up anyway? Thank you for letting me rant. You're welcome. You're welcome. And we appreciate you the it. Girls hope to see season four very soon. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, we actually had a couple more comments. Uh, one of them, okay, so there was a guy, Corey, who left a comment on this, and I might have accidentally hit, I did accidentally hide it well. So we had, uh, well, we got one comment that was just an insult. <laughs> so 
So I'm trying to hide it, and in, and in the space that Corey, if you're listening, I accidentally hid your comment. So I apologize for that. I didn't mean to. We don't hide comments unless it's just a straight up insult. Unless, it, well, like, not just like an insult, just like, just like not, no, like, point to There's it. No just, point. just for the sake of being. Yeah, like, if you're just going to insult us, like, we're not going to listen. Without, like, like, a form of, like, cr- like criticism behind it, like, like a construct more. But, like, 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 that insult and your co- comment point was kind of, like, right on top of each other, and I just screwed up, so sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, so, we just have the one from GX Rowan, Rowan which yeah. is not really agreeing. I mean, Annie couldn't beat Haman. Hama. Hama. Who was, Hama, who was the bloodbender from the, uh, the Puppet Master. Right. Uh, two, and she was weaker, and about Kuvir in the first one we won, she was so sorry. Which we just watched, so this is really good for reading. I don't remember reading this, so that's kind of a spoiler. Oh, yeah. So good. But it's all so good. Yeah. She was so suffering from PTSD, and the yep. second time she went toe-to-toe with the, okay. I don't know the rest of the spoiler. From uh, that's a little bit of a spoiler. All right. But, but that, it's not like a huge spoiler because it doesn't reveal when or where. Yeah, so Pat the Demon or Pat the Man, uh, thank you for the rant. Yeah, we appreciate it. But I kind of, yeah, I, I disagree. Yeah, I kind of disagree. What, what was the point um, I wanted to touch upon here? Oh, uh, well, the thing about, like, Aang, as far as, like, no one, people were in awe of Aang's power. Well, the thing with, with Aang was interesting was that it had been 100 years since Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, so then the Avatar was more of a, a legend, really, mm-hmm. at that point, than it really was um, a person. And since then, um, the Avatar had become a more public figure. Like, everybody knew who Aang was. Aang was a real person and not just kind of, um, this faceless kind of entity. So, so the the concept of the Avatar was way more human by the time Korra came around. Um, so, you know, it, it was a lot different as far as how I think people of that world viewed the Avatar um, from when Aang came back around in The Last Airbender and from when Korra came in in Legend of Korra. Yeah, and also just like with Korra, like the fact that like she's like viewed like fighting as like a martial arts thing, while like Aang saw his way of life. But that was kind of Korra season one. Yeah, and that's what I kind of like because it was just different. Mm-hmm. I still think she's a good avatar. Yeah, and but yeah, she's but they're they're definitely different avatars. So it's it's hard to compare sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for that comment. We really appreciate it. And also, like there's one thing we said: like each element core master should be a little more powerful than the average bender. But that's something stated that like the avatars like bending for each element is more powerful than a, no- a normal bender. Um, I thought that it was just like the same. No, it's it's supposed to be more powerful because it's um okay. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be the most powerful, but it's definitely more powerful than average because, well, especially when they're in the Avatar City because they're channeling the energy of, of a bunch of past Avatars, so it's a lot of that kind of past life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean, but I think fighting still is, is and bending is shaped by, by life experiences too. So, I mean, we see that with the Red Lotus Gang and how they have different forms of bending, which, which made it difficult to counter. Um, but yeah, so I think we should probably call it there for this episode. Yeah, well, we're more than just like this episode's gone on for a while. Yeah. Oh my god, it's gone on for so long. But uh, thank you for your comments, everyone. We're, we're going to uh, talk about more of these in the next few episodes. Um, so stay tuned. And it looks like that's about all we have for today. Yeah. Um, so if, if you enjoyed listening to us talk about some stuff, uh, you can follow us on various forms of social media. You can like mm-hmm. us on Facebook. We are Witty Clothes Productions. Follow us on Twitter at Witty Clothes. Uh, we are on the Patreon if you want to head over there. Uh, we do put some of our full uh, commentary tracks on there. Um, and that is um, your Witty Clothes on there. Um, and if you are listening to us on YouTube and you want to check us out on iTunes, we put all of our podcast stuff up there. 
Um, so you can take us on the go. We already closed productions. If you could subscribe, subscribe to us. Um, and if you want to leave us a, a rating and review, that would be awesome because we really don't have many of those or any of those <laughs> at there the current moment. Um, yeah, we appreciate the, the YouTube comments, but, you know, maybe iTunes? Yeah. And, and Get so, us up there in the rankings and then people will find us. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and it's, and yeah, it's interesting uh, because uh, iTunes doesn't really let you see how many people are downloading yourself, so we have no idea who's actually listening to us on there. Um, so if you are listening to us through iTunes and you could let us know, that'd be great. Just give us a little note. Say, hi, I listen to your stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. We'd really appreciate it. Um, or if you want to tell us you hate us and that you only listen to us so you can hate on us. That's cool, too. Which is like, that kind of seems like a waste of time. Like, why don't you listen to I mean, I get hate. I do get hate watching. <laughs> Not on occasion. <laughs> but yeah, so if you if you hate listening to us, uh, leave us a comment. I really want to know. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and but if you are listening to us on iTunes and you don't know that we have a YouTube channel, uh, we have a YouTube channel. We are Witty Clothes Productions, so go over, um, subscribe to us there, uh, like and comment, you know, what they always tell you to do because we do read those comments on the show like we just did like half a minute ago um so we'd really love to see it there Wait, I, don't, I, I wasn't really thinking of what else did you say <laughs> <laughs> i was just talking about how people should leave us comments because we like to read them on the show on youtube yeah on youtube and itunes and every every other facebook twitter media. facebook twitter also soundcloud SoundCloud, yeah. SoundCloud, that's mostly patreon if, if, up uh, 200 you want to leave us like a dollar we'd be Adela, we be, be doing pretty good. Although there's no like content up there, we're not really like putting. Don't tell people that there'll be content up there if you. If you no, 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 I'm just saying like we'll like we'll be like build it. Like we'll say like yeah. when we're gonna build it up, we have like settings for like what we're gonna do. Yeah, we yeah. Need, check out those those stretch goals because we definitely have them. Um, we just need to put them up. We just gotta do it. Yeah, and so we have we have a lot that we want to do. Uh, but not a lot that we can do at the the moment. Yeah, so. like we have like, like all these ideas for podcasts. Yeah, and so they're, they're fun. And, and leave us some feedback if you um, there's something that you think that you'd like to see us do. Um, let us know. We can't guarantee that we'll do it. But but for example, we didn't do those uh, live reactions until people said that they wanted them. So um, yeah, yeah. So, so we listen. So we, we listen and we appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this episode is going on way too long. Uh, join us next time as we're going to uh, continue. With we're going to three episodes. Yes, book four. Um, we're going to do a triple episode special. We're going to talk about episode seven, Reunion, episode eight, Remembrances, and episode nine, Beyond the Wild. And I feel like if you're a fan, you know why we're doing three episodes. Ha ha! Yes, you do. Yep. All right, stay tuned. Peace. Peace.